Hey guys, Footy Focus Podcast episode three. April, both the two is a week to have a buy. Not do a buy, we probably would. Uh, <laughs> still smarting after a uh, weekend. Hey, Shanika, yeah, I was just thinking during the week, why do we do this? <laughs> this is like torturing ourselves. Well, for me, more so than you, you had a good year last year, but to start the year, I think we're both uh, um, not as um, up and about. Yeah, so you want the North's 15th and we're 16th. So I guess the one positive is you're one game ahead of us. <laughs> yeah, not for long. Um, got the worst percentage, but uh, no, it's a long year. So uh, not the best of starts, especially for you guys, I suppose. Um, because our expectations were yeah, not as high as what Port Adelaide's were, obviously. But, um, yeah, we'll get into that soon. So, I guess the biggest talking point since, yeah, I think, is it Monday? Oh, no, Saturday morning, I think, Caroline wrote the story about um, Silvioli, and it sort of, um, I think, it, and it was painted as the one that was the last or that led to him retiring early and pretty much doesn't want any to do at the club while he's still in charge. So, how did you... Feel about that, and what do you think Jeff Kennett should do? Do you think he should resign or stay stay the course? So wait, what did he say? I didn't sort of follow this story super closely. So is it on Jeff the whole thing? Uh, not the whole thing. Um, not the whole thing. There was I think, a, a racist comment at a leadership group meeting. Which I think somebody was there might have been at a, at a separate function, but um, he sort of not sort of he insulted her about. She was wearing ripped jeans and. I think said something along the lines of, um, I can give you some spare change to get some um, oh. jet. Um, yeah, right. And yeah, I think some people would probably take it as a joke, but I think this was probably one of you know, 10, 20, 30 instances where we always felt slighted. So obviously, she's going to um, take it as an insult, which yeah, rightly, rightly so. And um, I think the efforts from the tenants, I guess, apologize, haven't. Um, they've been taken too well. So, um, yeah, it's one of, yeah, and it's probably got, I don't know, yeah, a lot of um, media howlers, so it probably just adds to the list. Uh, yeah, like, I guess what happened to Collingwood was, I don't know, would you say similar, but it eventually takes its toll and the people that are responsible eventually sort of end up resigning. So, um yeah, I don't think he will. I don't know. It, it has to. This is from Caro. Yeah, is there any other sources? Um, there's definitely sources in the story, but uh, I think this story has been known about for a while. But I think we always finally spoke on the issue, which I think is quite fantastic. Yeah. Just say because full-time premiership player, you know, uh, name Rioli is like synonymous with. Um, mm-hmm. there's probably going to be a Hall of Fame player as well, and. Uh, yeah, it's just sad he doesn't want any to do with club. A bit like Harry O'Brien, like, he doesn't want anybody. Like, hopefully, it is a built anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you're breaking up a little bit every now and then, so it's a little bit hard to hear. Uh, but it's not too bad. It's, it just breaks up a bit. Uh, yeah, like, I was surprised. Yeah, because his retirement was pretty sudden and it was a shock to the whole football world, I think, so... I think, yeah, so it obviously had 
was a reason for it and had impacted him pretty greatly to hang up the boots before he turned 30, so I think. So, um, now we, ho- we hope, um, and it's probably not isolated to just Collingwood and uh, Hawthorne. I reckon, yeah, other clubs would be responsible, so hopefully um, we, everyone can learn from it. That's, yeah, what else can you do? Move on to the game previews. Um, do you want to go first this week or leave the... Uh... Uh, no, I think we'll do it in um, chronological order. I think you guys had a rare Friday night showdown. I think it was the first ever, was it? Uh, yeah, first ever. It wasn't a standalone. I think the AFLW grandpa was meant to be on Saturday. I had an outbreak, so um, probably didn't get the feeling it deserved. And yeah, definitely lived up to the... I think it's probably the greatest rivalry in, in footy at the moment, definitely for the interstate teams. And um, yeah, Adelaide, we all know, so Jordan Dawson kicked the goal after the siren. And I think I texted you straight away in the season, um, which I think I'll probably stand by that four days later. Um, hopefully proven wrong um, in the weeks to come. But yeah, up, up there with probably the most heartbreaking losses. The series after the goal siren, the 2017 elimination final, the 20. Up home and yeah, the 2020 prelim against the Tigers. So it's probably right up with um, yeah, um, a heartbreaking loss and probably really should be two and one, not zero and three. Four goals up against the Lions away and the Crows and yeah, just conceded the last four goals after a 19 point lead and it really popped up uh, at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess showdowns are they're really hard to read. So um, it. Uh, yeah, regardless of what position they are, it's um, it's always going to be a close game. Uh, so would you say you guys responded to the Hawks' loss the week prior? Definitely a bit of pause. I think you could tell from uh, first bounce we actually turned up. Lysett probably led the way with his intensity and definitely better team defense. Um, not mm-hmm. nowhere near the standard that it should be still at Adelaide and go but. Plus 16, like with a plus nine, so plus nine, so if you tackle, so that probably proved that um, that tackling pressure was there, but um, inaccuracy, possibly again. So May's three behind, easily could have been three goals. Um, Wines had an easy set shot miss, and one that probably cost him. Put a single the game was both, so he got a few meter penalty against Joshua Shelley. One minute 42 and 40 meters straight in front. Um, we our best player in the day and just get yeah, missed badly and would have sealed the day and left the door open and yeah, sort of got the full advantage. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the tackle numbers were huge. You touched on it before, but you guys had 80 tackles as a team. And just to put that into some context, uh, Kangaroos had 45 the next day. So that's a massive, almost doubled our right. tackle count. So um, opened it. Yeah, it looks like yeah they're working hard. Even sort of got well, eight tackles each for Boke and Amon, seven to Wines and McIntyre. Wow, yeah, big game as well. Good pressure. Yes, um, midfield battle was I think led to perhaps keys end up beating Wines, Boke and Butters. Um, seven more clearances between the three of them compared to our three, and um, yeah, really ran over the top of court, which is yeah really disappointing. Um, Mentioned McAtee as well. He's tackling pressure. I think three inside 50 tackles and yeah, hope keeps his place because I think we definitely need that um, yeah, pressure. Um, 
ball locked in. Yeah, especially without Orato, um, Fantasia and Robbie Gray. So, uh, And what about some other positives? Like, you, you almost won, so it couldn't have all been bad. Yeah, it definitely for the most part. Todd Martha is the biggest, so it probably gets lost in the Ahead of Finn Lason and played second rough, which was something I knew that that would be a Yeah, really uh, impressive game. So even playing as a second rough, he didn't get monstered at all by the Adelaide Rucks. And yeah, the five goals, five goals straight. So his set shot has always been a strength, but um, mm-hmm. definitely his best ever game. Sam Mays was the other inclusion, and he kicked 265, as I mentioned before, but probably spoiled his days. Lockie, Lockie Murphy late. Uh, he'd need to do it, probably just for the fact that man um, he did it yeah, well after he disposed of the ball. It's just silly for him to do it. loose and it would have, time would have blown and it would have been game over. So, uh, yeah, I'm yeah, I did watch a bit of this game. I thought, um, yeah, it was Friday night. It was. I, I didn't mind the double header. I guess it just gives um, people at home an option if one game fizzles out. Um, but this was, yeah, good game. And um, Dawson's trade. It just made me wonder, like, should Port have gone a bit harder? Like, if you guys had it, you'd be a better team and you would have won the game. But like, he chose at Crows, and um, yeah, it was a bit lucky, yeah, to get that ball and right place, right time, I suppose. Um, but who are the other sort of Crows players that sort of caught your eye? Yeah, so Dawson was definitely best on ground. I think met with him, met with the leadership group, but I think he was an Adelaide support. I think he was always going to go to the Crows, but yeah, maybe a bit of push hard. I think he just got a, a way better deal at the Crows, more money. Um, Lockie Gallant and Himmelberg were really impressed with four goals each, minus Tex. Um, really dominated Skinner, McKenzie, and Jonas. And um, yeah, they looked like they got a couple of good key forwards too, and they've got Fieldthorp in the reserves too, so the young forward stocks aren't as bad as your thought. Yeah, and uh, it's funny how the gun players come about, like they've got Darcy Fogarty, who was a high pick, and you mentioned Thielthorpe, who was pick two, and they weren't the ones doing the damage, it was a couple of like later picks or rookies, <laughs> which... Um, yeah, they tend to do that a bit, like not nail their first rounders, but pick up some good gems late. But um, that was a good win. It was, um, yeah, Sharon Berg had a, nine tackles and yeah, a lot of touches. And yeah, the midfield, like you mentioned, Keys and Crouch and these sorts, sorts of guys did well. But um, you guys are still ahead, I think, in the showdown ledger, right? Move on to your game preview. You guys went up to the Lions on Saturday night and yeah, probably on the opposite section wasn't probably ever in the game. Yeah, so, um, so the Lions went up to the Lions away on Saturday night and probably weren't in the game from the, the very outset. Yeah, yeah, that's much better. What did you do different? You're holding it differently. And the Wi-Fi. All right. Yes, um, so going into it, I didn't have much expectation. I think, like I said, I tipped Brisbane by about 10 goals. In the end, it ended up being... They keep 10 alone, I think, in the last quarter. Um, but it was a hard game to watch. Uh, but I did manage to watch all of it. And um, even from the get-go, Danaher kicked the first goal in the fifth, in the first 15 seconds, just from 60 out. He just bombed it. 
Um, and yeah, after the first two rounds and the practice game, yeah, not surprised we struggled and struggled pretty badly. Uh, after a good end to 2021, uh, I think all North supporters and the media definitely expected uh, a lot better. But I think I guess the reality is um, we cut deep again into the list end of last year. So let some experienced players like Dumont and Atlee. Uh, even like Tom Campbell, some seasoned players leave. Um, and we, we were the second youngest team in the competition after the Gold Coast. So, um, and with that, you can't expect to sort of be consistent or competitive week to week uh, like we were in the first two weeks. And then, yeah, we're obviously going to have blowouts. I think every team that goes through a rebuild experiences 10-plus goals, 15-plus goal losses. Um, and that's just fact. It's it's like it's, developing teams just need time to mature and understand the game plan and everything. So, oh uh, yeah, the, the way I look at it is yeah, just be patient. I suppose um, you look at Melbourne, Carlton, and even the Lions. Like three, four years ago, they went through the same thing. So it's just part of developing, and it's not it's never linear. Like there's ups and downs, and Melbourne are the perfect example. They were going up and up and up, and then they went down one year, and it just clicks after a bit. Uh, and it clicks for a lot of things like Geelong when they had their dominant run, it just clicked. Same with Richmond. Um, yeah, pretty rarely where you get that linear development and then win a premiership. Um, usually there's a surprise, and yeah. But um, yeah, like I, I saw an example like Tigers beat the Lions by 93 points 2018. So that's like that's four years ago. So it'll take another four years to get that 100 games into. Jason Horn, Francis, and Phillips, and Powell, and these sorts of guys. And by that stage, Thomas, Davies, Juniak, Larky, they would have 150 games. So that's when we sort of start to uh, yeah, contend. So with the game plan, I know you're still developing list, but do you see a semblance of one yet, or is it still sort of form? Yeah, this is probably where it gets a little bit concerning, as so there's no real game plan. I think it relies a lot on. Aaron Hall and that drive he provides. And if you sort of take him out of the game, there's no real person to do that. So it's a more, um, you yeah, talk about role playing, but um, yeah, that's not the way I'd uh, want it to happen. I, I think when you get from the clearances and going in with the system is what all good teams should do. And we won the clearances in this game. Um, so yeah, I think Jason Horn had seven just himself but yeah 46 to 39 so we won that but we just kept bombing it in long so i don't know if it was instructional game plan or inexperience but um need to fix that up for sure and um the other concern is just the back line how a little bit old um not super athletic anymore uh i think it might have been a mistake giving jack Sibble two years because he hasn't started the year off too good um and yeah, guys like Josh Walker, uh, yeah, sort of role players at the moment, They're just placeholders. So until we find um, better defenders, um, I think yeah, that's the only concern. And what do you think about drafting um, midfielders and turning them into defenders? So that's sort of what's happening here a little bit with Bailey Scott and Aiden Bonner. They were drafted, they played midfield in the junior days, and now they're trying to. Um, yeah, they're getting coached to play defensive in the back line. So, I don't know. I think, yeah, definitely the first triple 
national defenders, but um, I think we've won a lucky change hub as well, and we didn't get a run at it. Debio, and he maybe more suited to being the defender too because he's quite tall. But on the other end, you probably be nice to have like a bigger body uh, midfielder as well. So um, yeah, it's probably more the smaller, medium to small types because those types usually develop. Um, dominate midfield roles in their junior clubs and they get drafted because of that. But it's very rare when you go and draft a back pocket or a back flank, unless they're a running back flank. But I think that's something we need to look at in the future, like in drafting. Uh, you mentioned Jason North France, the part of the Well, there's a couple of players. Like our midfield was depleted without, say, three or four of our best six midfielders. Uh, Curtis Taylor, Lockie Young, um, Tristan Sherry, they were all pretty good. Um, Taylor had 23 possessions and a goal, Young 22 possessions, and Sherry had eight tackles. Um, and Jaden Stevenson, after halftime, had about 18 touches, I think, four until then or something, but ended with 22, and I thought he was one of our better players. Um, the guys under the pump would probably be Zerha, who's had another slow start to the season. Um, Scott, like I mentioned, he's sort of just Threading water at this stage in his career. Um, Polak was very disappointing. Probably the worst out of all of them, really, with nine touches. Um, and Powell, he's just a little bit out of form. Hasn't sort of hit the ground like he did last year. So those guys will be under the pump. And um, there's not a lot of pressure. <laughs> um, not, not, not a lot of players pushing up from the VFL. So they got smashed by 100 points as well. So... Um, which leads me to the next question with um, a draft question. Do, do you reckon North deserve a priority pick? Probably still too early. Um, yeah, it's a tough one. I, yeah. I, what kind of priority pick are you talking? Are you talking end of the first round or? Well, I reckon, I mean, it would be sweet to get a start of the draft, but that's only for like special circumstances. But um yeah, realistically, probably like end of the first round. So like pick 19 or 20 would be what we would get if the AFL would consider it. Yeah, I, you've had one one blowout loss. Um, you probably need to see a few more by the end of the season. For it to mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it is hard to get priority picks, but it just, yeah, it sucks because back in the day, you, you have to like win eight games in two seasons and you got like a end of draft, like a big one essentially. So, um, and they might argue free agency and all that, but free agents just go to the, from the low clubs to the big clubs. So um, if we help, if we finish uh, round 11 on the bottom, I think we'll get the first pick in the preseason, uh, mid-season draft. So um, hopefully we can nail that. But um, yeah, in total, I think North fans should sort of not, be too panicky like um yeah be disappointed for sure but noble he's done this before he's done like full rebuilds he's got brisbane to where go multiple clubs too adelaide i know he wasn't the the uh coach there but he played a part in their rebuild as well yeah exactly and he's just managing he probably has a lot to do with list management so uh even if he isn't the guy to like coach us to finals and the premiership he could still um, we could still get someone else under him and he could still move into at least a general manager role if that is what um, what's best for the club. But at the moment, yeah, I think he's 
doing a, a good job. Oh, I don't know from the outside, but um, the players seem to like him. But I think, um, yeah, the wins will come. So, uh, yeah, let him do his thing. Well, all right, okay, we'll move on to the previews. Yeah, Ports, uh, and Port starts with weekend hosting the Bees at Adelaide Oval Thursday night. Um, you can see there's probably a fish on the line with the Blues to come next week with Melbourne. So playing second and third round. Um, three weeks, a zero and five start. Yeah, real possibility form we're in. Um, I said Mark, it was a real worry versus Gorn at Jacksonstone. Um, okay, Matthew playing at license. Even, but does hold him around the ground. Um, big role to play for Lysett. The wine's both in butters. I think it's Oliver and Viney. Another big test. We couldn't beat the Adelaide three minutes and I see how we go close to the Ds, but I think wine's and butters are the two that really need to step up. Um, both probably been our best player for three weeks, really. Um, mm-hmm. What about uh, Petrarca? He had a little bit of a quietish game, I think. So, do you think there'll, there'll be someone to run with him? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's McGrath ran with him, but there's talk of him playing through an injury, but um, just to send through to him, um, I've bounced one. Went won the game against us um, last year in Adelaide, I think three goals and 30 touches. So, um, definitely need to send through to him from moment one. Uh, and with mm-hmm. the D, I see that Lever and Eddie are listed as test. So, um, big um, test for Mark to back up his career. Dan Pick's still four weeks. We had an injury setback last week. And George Yard is yet to fire um, as the number one force. I'd say we need two to three goals out of him. Um, hopefully, Robbie Gray is back from obviously goals. Really need him to pick um, or to help pick the winning score with Fantasia and Blair. Um. Yeah. Cool. And um. Anyone to return for your team or anyone else? Yeah, I, I'd like to see Jason come back. So he did injure himself for example. He's listed the test. So I'd like to see him go to Langdon on the wing and uh, really lock down. And he's probably the only one that can match his running. And I think Amon is the, not the perfect player, but go to Brayshaw and Brayshaw is really dominating off of being such a tough back. So I'd say Burden goes to pick it as the most dangerous small forward. And I'd like to give Lockie Jones a test on him. I don't think Jonas or Puri or um, Skinner or McKenzie are quick enough for him. So I think Lockie Jones a good matchup there. And um, I think Puri, if he's back, comes straight in. I think he's the first short pull back and he might go to Wiedemann after his three game on the weekend. Do you think Ben Brown comes back in or... Protocol, yeah, yeah, um, it's close contact, I think, but uh, yeah, I think he does. Um, Wiedemann, Brown, and three, four, yeah, yeah, Wiedemann out. I reckon he's just there if anyone gets injured, regardless, unless he kicks like maybe a big bag, but um, it's good depth to have, and uh, yeah, pretty easy decision, I think. I think Gumby's keep rolling along. We've got Dunstan in the wings too, and haven't had to use it as well. Very good. Mm, and they're looking pretty healthy, yeah. Travelling away again to the Swans, so Saturday afternoon. Yeah. 
so yeah, two away interstate away games in a row, which is not ideal. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be another tough game. We all know the Swans are pretty competitive and a good outfit uh, these days. So they they'd want to bounce back after that disappointing loss to the Bulldogs last week. Uh, Buddy might be arrested on maybe maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, um, he only kicked one goal I think last week. So and the Swans have arrested him against us I think in previous years if I remember correctly. But yeah, I can't see us getting too close to them. Uh, I think yeah within. 30 or even 40 points, it's really not a bad result. Um, but we should be aiming to kick a few more goals. We want to kick, like, what? How many goals? Seven goals on the weekend. So maybe, like, try to kick at least 10, 10 goals and yeah, get that scoring up. But I think the Swans would just be too dynamic. I think, um, yeah, Parker or Heaney, they normally kill us. have anyone send to yeah, Parker and Heaney because they both goals. Yeah, I reckon um, Aiden Core's been all right this year, so I wouldn't mind seeing him go to Parker. He's probably got the height and like the strength to match him. Um, uh, Heaney, um, he's the one he'll he'll get off the chain if we do that because um, if Buddy plays, Mackay's okay, so he'll go to him. And then there's Walker, who's probably not the ideal matchup for Heaney, but Jack Zebul might be the one that goes to him. But Zebul's lost his pace and athleticism a bit, so. Um, I don't see that happening. And um, we've got to, like, fix our entry into the forward 50 because we can't let the McCartans, Rampy, uh, these guys sort of intercept marking because otherwise, yeah, we're not just not going to score. And they've got Blakey as well, who's good off the halfback, and even Campbell, who's got a good boot. In terms of changes, who would you bring in and leave out? Well, Noble said there'll be consequences, so I don't know what that means when the WFL players, when he also admitted the WFL players didn't stand up. So we, we could see, like, one change, maybe a um, token change where you see, like, Bonner go out and someone come in, but I wouldn't mind him making three or four changes. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him drop Jack Zebel, to be honest. <laughs> I know I haven't, uh, <laughs> I haven't mentioned that, but, um, yeah, maybe he could use a spell. Uh, it would be a big statement, but um, Zeebel or Goldstein even had a bit of a quiet on Goldie. I think we're just still trying to work out that ideal ruck combination, but he only had seven touches, kicked a goal, but Jerry's obviously the preferred ruckman at the moment, starting in the ruck. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing maybe those two senior players out, but if more go out, maybe Powell, Polak, Scott might go out, and Davies Uniac will come back in. Um, maybe debut a Paul Curtis, who's a small forward uh, who we drafted last year. Okay, as well, I know you had to after the other week. Didn't, didn't you pull that this round? Oh, say that again? I was in here. Ben Mackay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the concussion the other week, and I noticed he picked up a, a talk over the weekend. Yeah, I think um, he's okay. I saw an article saying he'll play. So it was um, a corky. He had his concussion a couple of weeks ago, but it was um, Davies Juniak who had the concussion last game who's coming back. Um, Thomas is still about about a month away or more. We should be getting Will Phillips back, I saw, but the injury list isn't actually that long. few players played WFL, and it's pretty much Cunnington and Jed Anderson who are a bit more um, indefinite. Um, but... Yeah, I reckon we just got to get the balance right. I know we got um, 
as a SSP selection, Tom Lynch from the Crows. Uh, I don't know why we aren't thinking about playing him because apparently he didn't play VFL and I reckon our team's a little bit too young. So if we had Tom Lynch in the forward line to instruct Zebul and Larky and these sort of guys, yeah, it might be good because forward line's are sort of youngest line and um, yeah, more experience would be what we need. So you don't want to cut too deep. You don't want too many, too much inexperienced players. Otherwise, you're just going to be like Melbourne and Carlton from 10, 12 years ago. Better showing for you and all the Roos supporters that uh, last week. Move on to the, uh, the tips. Um, at the moment, we've got fourteen, and you one head at fifty. So we'll monitor this every week and see who comes out. The uh-huh. round off with your Port Melbourne. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'm going to go Melbourne. I can't see Port. Uh, bit out of form, and yeah, you've got to be brave to tip um, Port in this one, I think. I'll be conservative. Friday night, Cats hosting the Lions at the NHPA. Uh, I've got the Cats here. I think yeah, Cameron Hawkins will be really good. I think it'll be too strong. Oh, yeah, this is a tough one. Um, Brisbane almost, they should have won it last year. But um, yeah, after seeing the first 10, I'm going to go Brisbane. I think they'll just continue that momentum and um, win this time. One's hosting blues at SCG. We've got the Swans. I think it'll be a lot closer to think. And maybe it's Logan McCall's first time. Likely being Brisbane. Yeah, hope it, hopefully it is close, but I see the Swans pretty comfortably. Guys hosting Eagles at Marvel. I've got yeah, I reckon, yeah, the pies as well. I think West Coast will probably have another 10 changes or so. I guess I I've got the dogs. Um, I think Norton, yeah, will be, the, I think, the second or third player that will take hold of which Back, I think Grimes is out for a couple of weeks. Get back to keep him on the game. Same last week. Uh, yeah, I reckon Tigers. Um, they're not the team they used to be, so the Bulldogs for me as well. We are hosting the Optus. The Giants a bit of an upset. I think Hogan might have a day out. Want to get me even with it? Yeah, I reckon. Um... No, I don't think Frio at home. I think they, they might be a bit too strong. But the Giants are playing pretty good. The midfield's pretty deep, as we all know, even without Hopper. Monday's Marvel got the Dons to get their first win. Um, Peter Wright, yeah, have probably a career season at the moment and might have a day out. Yeah, no, it's been a really good pickup for them. But um, actually, yeah, I think the SNL will get their first win as well. So, travelling to Marvel, you'd expect them to beat Crows. But the Saints, I think they're just too strong. That uh, follow two wins and Mackie might not. Three wins in a row for the Saints, but 
Uh, yeah. Um, this is a hard one. I think this is the um, Police Cup game um, from memory. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna go St Kilda. I reckon they're just um, in a bit of form here, um, and Max King to get a hold of um, whoever they put on him. But Sicily's been pretty good as well. Um, I've got the Suns in a bit of an upset. Oh, uh, yeah. oh wow. So I don't think they're going to be four and a half. Yeah, I could sort of see it happening. A big upset, but um, I think Voss has Carlton ticking along pretty nicely. So, um, Well, they are due for a loss. I mean, winning four games in a row is pretty impressive this day and age, but yeah, I'm going to go Carlton to do it. In the pot on that, and hopefully it's a better week for both of our teams this week. But I did say that last week. Yeah, so, and um, who's your tip for the women's grand final? <laughs> we should quickly mention that. Um, I've got the D, I've got, got a soft spot for Davey I think Aaron Phillips is one who BOG's in the grand final. So I think it's the D. Hopefully, and I Taylor Harris keeps the bag and they should be the best on ground. Yeah, me too. That would be a good story. So I'll go for the D's as well to do the men and women's double, which would be historic. So Hopefully Aaron getting it uh, mm-hmm. team coach next season too. Yeah. And hoping Ash uh, Riddell from the Ruse wins um, the women's Brownlow. So we'll, I don't know. I don't know what it's called, but she's in with a shot. So. We'll talk about the grand final next week anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So we'll wrap it off. Wrap it up. Round four. Okay, see you guys.